Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show that focuses on people and organizations making a big difference in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan. And joining us right now is a young lady named Vandella Menifee. She is a community organizer and education advocate. Vandella, about time we got we had a chance to have a conversation on the radio. How are you doing today? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for this opportunity. For sure. Now, I, I had to have you on because this is about people and organizations who make a big difference in North Texas. And you do make a difference in your own way because literally everywhere I go, there you are. Vandela, tell us about you being so involved in the community and all these different events you're involved with, whether you're a a part of a a volunteer effort, an organizing committee, or you just attend because you're there to spread the word. Tell us about how you got involved with all these different community organizations. Well, I actually, I always tell people my my activities and involvement in the community began when I was in the third grade. I was born and raised in Chicago. I'm a PK, preacher's kid, and they wanted to close our school. So me not wanting to be bused to another school, I got my uh, my friends, families, and some of my church members involved, and we did a protest around the school. I made signs and everything, and it was called SOS save our school. And our school ended up not closing. And fast forward years, uh, my cousin actually became the principal of that school and it's still open today. So that's where where my service began. Yes. So when did you get to North Texas? And tell me about that phase of your career. Uh, I, my, I retired from the Federal Bureau of Prisons. I always tell people I was in jail for almost 26 years. And <laughs> <it depends. laughs> I can so imagine like, the looks on their faces. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I was in jail as an employee where my husband and I met. And I always tell people I met my husband in jail. And so I started working as a correctional officer at the Federal Correctional Institution in Talladega, Alabama transferred to the penitentiary in Atlanta as a case manager. And I was actually assistant case management coordinator at the penitentiary in Atlanta for 10 years. And I have always enjoyed every position that I have held. I uh, received a promotion, increased level of responsibility to a community corrections manager. I was over five states and inmates that were transferring from uh facilities within the southeast region. I oversaw those transitions and contract 
with uh, contractors who provided services for a sex offender, drug treatment, education, job placement. Wow. The, yes. And then I received another promotion to what I always wanted was my dream job as the regional uh, uh, witness security program manager. And I did that until the government downsized and I had to find a job, which was in 2005. And they opened up a a complex here in Grand Prairie, and that's how I ended up in Grand Prairie, Texas. Well, before we and, get into that part, I have to ask you a question about your yes. your life in prison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I say this because it's, people want to know these I'm going to ask you the questions that people are just curious about. They never might ask you unless they're in a social setting, but they're curious about it if you're making a speech. Vandela, did any of your prisons ever have a prison ba- break, and what was it like? Actually, it's funny that, yes, uh, we had a prisoner to actually walk out the front door. Oh, of, my. Yes, of, because at the time, um, he was in his, he had stolen some clothes and modified his clothes, and he looked like a civilian. And we had a new employee sitting at the gate where they were checking the staff members in and he approved the person to leave. And he literally walked out the gates of the pen of the front door. And it, it was, oh my. It was bad. Yes. So how, how did y'all find him? Did he get away? Yes, is this, we eventually is this found a movie? Him. Is, this, is this like a movie to be? It could be a movie. Yes. I'm not surprised that it, it isn't. Uh, yes. He ended up, I think he was probably, apprehended about four months later you know once once someone is on escape status the u.s marshals are notified Mm -hmm. and i mean the the and the u.s marshals they will find unless you're rich they're going to find you Mm -hmm. and he was not so he he had some he was moving but not quick enough i see but he was very smart did it take him a while to figure this out or he just yes but you, you have to remember they have a 24 hours a day, seven days a week to think yeah. about. Yeah. So it, he was that's plotting why up. He was plotting. That's why when I was in the institution, I tried to keep them busy in programs and in having volunteers come into the institution. Because if you don't, they the minds become idle. Mm-hmm. So you wind up in Grand Prairie doing what? Grand Prairie. I came to Grand Prairie as a designator. At that time, I was responsible for assigning prisoners to the federal prisons across the country. I soon was promoted to the operations manager, and as the operations manager, I was responsible for managing the entire agency's population. At that time, it was 216,000 inmates, and there was 116 federal facilities at that time. And I had a team of staff members that helped to manage the population. And I received actually several awards for our team in the way that we had coordinated an operation that avoided the cost of almost $5 million within the government with the U.S. Marshal Service. So it's, it's about impressive. relationships. Yes. So you, 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 you stopped doing the, the uh, prison work. Now, what, what No, made I you- was actually... 
uh, after I was the operation manager, I was promoted to the regional administrator for the South Central region in, in, here in Dallas. That, and after that, I retired. So, okay, so you retired it was, it was because you you did everything you could possibly do. You dropped the microphone and said, I'm, I'm done. Or was no. it something else beckoning you? Because what you you if you were to just stop your career and just retired and went to a ranch, you know, I think you would be <laughs> happy. Okay. You, yeah, you'd have a, a heck of a story to tell people. But what caused you to change careers? Well, the government downsized again in 2012, and at the time there were six different people in my same positions as regional administrators across the country. And they had to eliminate three of the positions. And so that I was already traveling three weeks out of the month, either going to contractors, providing training to U.S. attorney's offices, federal judges regarding the sentencing guidelines, and overseeing my contracts, which I had a budget of a multi-million dollars. And those contracts, we had to follow up, provide audit to ensure that they provided um, the services in accordance to the contractual agreement. So I would have had to take on five additional states. And oh, wow. So, they were going to add to your plate. Yes. And you know, with the government, they want you to do more with less. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, my husband, being the financial wizard that he is, when we met, um, after two weeks, we were living together, and we've been together almost 30 years. And he said, when do you want to retire? I said, when I get 25 years when I'm eligible, because in the federal government, federal law enforcement, you can retire at any age after 25 years or a mandatory retirement at 50, at, at 57. And so I had a, almost 26 years at that time. And he said, okay, tell them that you're leaving. And I was like, okay, I, we can. He's like, yes, we prepared for this. And so I turned to my retirement paperwork and started volunteering at our son's schools. They were in fourth grade and seventh grade, sixth grade at the time. Mm -hmm. And I got involved in the PTA. And talk about a shift. I mean, (laughs) you decide I'm going to just I'm just going to make it a little less complicated, but I have some skills and I'm going to be out here and I'm going to help kids. Yeah, I started helping kids, yes, and I started um, with the PTA and got involved, and then I was um, on the Mansurized Education Foundation for four years, mm-hmm. and during that time, I was actually the president of two schools simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> You thought you were going to slow down. You're adding on. I did, but it was easier for me because I had already been doing so many things at a high level. So it was just a matter of duplicating the same thing at the other school, just a different date. Ah, And it worked for me. And I ended up receiving a lifetime um, achievement award from the PTA. So I'm a lifetime member. That is fantastic. We're talking to Vandela Menifee. I I mentioned this before. She is not only an education advocate, she is a community organizer, and she spent 25 years in prison. Yes, I did. (laughs) With the prison system. Now, at one point, you sent me an email, no, a text, inviting me to do something with the Fort Worth prison system. What was that event about? 
Yes, that was actually, I served as a, a community relations board member. Mm-hmm. And as a liaison, I find people that are in the community, invite them to our quarterly meeting and have them to come in and talk about what they're doing in the community and the staff. Uh, some of the department heads will talk about what's going on in their, their department. And then the warden of the of the institution will talk about everything that's going on at his, his institution as well as the agency as a whole. And it's just an opportunity for people to come network and just enlighten them as to the myths that most people have when it comes to federal prison. There are wow. a lot of programs like um, the recently they graduated, I think, 25 students who had achieved their GED at the Fort Worth prison. They actually have a pro they have several programs, but one program of note is their culinary arts program, and they have a cafe where they're actually training the inmates how to be uh, chefs. Chefs, and what do you call it? At like the Starbucks. Uh, yeah, the uh, yes, the, the Starbucks, the ones who make all the coffees and the different yes, things. Yeah, they, yes, they actually ha- are have inmates training to get certifications in that area as well. So. They're try- the, the purpose of the Bureau of Prisons, if inmates actually get involved, is to do your time. And we're not there to punish you because you've been sentenced to a term of incarceration. But for those who are eligible for release, be it through pre-release or transitioning through the halfway house because you've served a portion of your sentence and you're going to be released to the community, we start that process at initial commitment, but we start focusing it on more of it the last 24 months of release from incarceration so they can have an opportunity to transition. And the visitors that come in as volunteers, they become the connection to those people so they can have a better transition from the institution once they're released. That is fantastic. Here's here's an irony for you, Vandella. And by the way, I definitely want to go to the next one. I wasn't able to go to that one, but I definitely will go to the next one. You just invite me again and I'm there. And let me tell you one of the reasons why. This is a small world thing. But ironically, you bring up the GEDs in Fort Worth. Yes. A couple of years ago, two years ago, maybe it's four years ago, I was asked by the Siegelville Federal Penitentiary okay. to host their graduation ceremony for all the prisoners there. Really? They got the G- yes. Wow. I had the greatest time, and it was the, the prisoners, they were just so, they had some family members that could come. Yes. And it was just, yes. it was just a great occasion, and the uh, warden was there, and the warden says, we got to have you back. And I said, anytime. <laughs> I mean, I, I always like to do things that are different, and that was just one of the things I wanted to do. And here's the irony of that. I literally, that was in the morning, that afternoon I was at Dallas City Hall emceeing and being a judge of the Halloween program for the city of Dallas officials. <laughs> so I was like at the prison and then I was at city hall. And a few hours judge. Like, Moving on up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is too funny. Well, I actually serve as a community relations board member for the one in, in Carswell as well. Okay. But the warrant that you're referring to was actually my supervisor in the nineties. Really? Yes, Jody Upton. Yes. 
Yes. Small world. I can't wait until I can't wait to share this 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 radio uh, interview with him so that he can see that I that is it is a small world. It's a very small world, but like I said, you make it a small world because you are everywhere. When I say a community active advocate, you really are a community organizer, organizer and advocate, and you you really have a focus on education for kids. And I Absolutely. noticed I noticed that one of the events I saw you at it was all about financial literacy. Can you talk yes, about sir. some of these programs that you're interested in on the educational front? Well, on the education front, uh, when, when people say, what is a professional volunteer? And I try to explain to people, like most people think when you volunteering that it's, it's physical. It's not always physical. For me, I'm volunteering my services because I'm not a consultant. So if I was providing the same services that I provide as a volunteer, as a consultant, I would get paid for what I do. But because I volunteer, that's why I say I'm a professional volunteer, because I'm not getting paid on a consultant level. And the things that the services that I can provide, it's normally a matter of providing some connecting of people. It's either people with things or things with people. So people will reach out to me and say, Vandela, do you know an organization that can do this? Or Vandela, I have this and I want to donate it to an organization. Um, a anonymous donor friend of mine, during the pandemic, he actually donated about $16,000 through me to identify, to donate to different organizations. He didn't want to go to, through the process of vetting the organizations. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be able to just say, here, Vandela, give me the names of the organizations, give me a couple of bullet lines about the organization, and let me choose. He, he, he trusted your knowledge. He trusted he your trusted, knowledge. Yes, Exactly. And I did that because I'm a professional volunteer. We have the relationship. Had I did that as a consultant, he would have had to pay me for the fees to provide him with that information. But I do it because I like making a difference in the lives of people. And financial literacy is so important to me because when you are financially literate, you can change your own life and the lives around you. If you look at a lot of the professional athletes who will will come into contact of millions of dollars and then you're wondering why are they broke after they leave their profession because they were not equipped and literate to financial education. And the key is teaching children how to manage their money as early as possible. Mm-hmm. We started teaching our kids financial literacy when they were two years old. That's awesome. They can't even count, but you <laughs> you got them on the financial literacy. They actually, you exactly. teach them to count at the age of two. And I'm you with you on that because I count. taught my kids how to swim when they were two years old. It's like yes. teach them now while they want to learn things before their minds yes. get cluttered. Yes, absolutely. Before they learn to fear or they learn to, no, there's other things I'm more interested in. Yes, or they think that you swipe the card and the money is always there. Right. No. (laughs) No, not not really. Now, you know what? Not really. I could talk to you all morning, and we're going to do that, but I've (laughs) got to let you go. But before I let you go, where are you going and what's the biggest thing that's upcoming for you right now? Because a lot of people are interested in the things that you've got going on. Okay, let's 
see within the next couple months, I'm actually something that's near and dear to my heart that I first like to share is I am um, volunteering as an ambassador with Dr. Opal Lee. She has a museum coming online. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that's near and dear to my heart, I always tell people I'm a Grand Prairie citizen. I live in Mansfield ISD and our kids schools have always been located in the city of Arlington. So I have the best of three worlds and I take advantage of all of the opportunities that's afforded to me. I love my grant, my mayor of uh, Grand Prairie, Ron Jensen. I love uh, the mayor of Mansfield, my pastor, Dr. Michael Evans. And I love Jim, Jim Ross, who is a mayor of Arlington. And he has always been a supporter of when I needed anything to help serve, to provide resources, to appear, anything that I needed while I, when I'm volunteering. So the other thing that I am working on is Grand Prairie has a a park that that was designed with people with disabilities in mind. Mm-hmm. People fail to realize that when kids are small, they go to the park, everything is fun. But when people are mentally disabled or physically disabled, they age out of that equipment in those parks. Grand Prairie has built a park. Well, the city of Grand Prairie donated the 10 acres, and the park has to be funded through private donations. And we're actually in the process of completing phase two and starting phase three. And I serve on that foundation. It's called the the Playground Adventures Foundation. And we have... Uh, we haven't set the date, but in 2023, we're having a Runway of Stars fashion show. The fashion show is going to feature people with disabilities as our stars. Nice. It's called a Runway of Stars. And the whole purpose is to help raise money for the next phase of the park and just bring awareness that this park is designed for people with disabilities in mind, be it a child, be it a a a veteran who mm-hmm. can now play in the park with their kids regardless of this their disability and it's also for all abilities because my son and I have been out to the park and played on the equipment so it's an opportunity for everyone and that's my biggest project coming up and I'm doing several things with Dr. Opal Lee, Princess Karen Chapman who is a direct descendant of um uh, Princess Sori. Mm-hmm. I'm actually in the process of putting together something with her. So Juneteenth. I mean, Juneteenth. Yes, sir. So it's all these wonderful things that people have approached me about. And I mean, considering I have been in two serious accidents within the past within three years of each other in both accidents, excuse me, the first accident, the officer on duty said, had I had gas in the car, the car would have exploded. Oh, no. The second accident was um, a day after my my uh, 56th birthday. I'll be 58 in December. My husband was taking me to my, my concussion appointment at UT Southwestern. We were rear-ended by an 18-wheeler. I got another concussion. So I suffer from... Uh, post-concussion syndrome. I have Mm -hmm. chronic migraines, but I always tell people I have been blessed to be here and I'm still living for a reason. And I, I have lived longer than I have left. And the time that I have left, I want to be able to change as many lives as possible. Well, you are, you're doing that and you do it so well. And again, I always enjoy seeing you whenever I run into you somewhere. 
we are going to have you on this show some more, maybe before the holidays, because yes, there are sir, more stories that must be told. <laughs> Vandela, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for having me. It's truly a pleasure, Mr. Arnold. Thank you, too. And joining us now is Julia Alcantara of Flamingo Fever. How are you doing, Julia? I'm doing just great, Chris. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Looking forward to the big event this weekend. In fact, tell us what's going on, because you were teasing this a little bit back when we had you on in May. You're up. Uh In fact, you've been working very, very hard. Let's talk about this big event. Okay. So, um, So our annual Oak Cliff Flamenco Festival happens in the first week of October of every year and takes place. It's 10 days. It takes place. Um, mostly in Oak Cliff, but also in Deep Ellum, downtown Dallas, and we have workshops up in North Dallas. Um, so there's a lot of exciting events coming up. They're all on from uh, Oak Cliff Flamenco Festival on Facebook. So if you want to hear all the festival events, they are there, and there are there's information about the grand finale, which is the big concert at the end, which is um, what we're so excited about sharing with everyone is our flamenco jazz fusion production called Memorious Flamenco. That sounds amazing. In fact, I really appreciate all what you do with the Latin dance heritage and how people are embracing flamenco dancing and the dance itself. I mean, this is just a huge event. In fact, can you talk about the workshops? Let's talk about that. We're going to talk about it piece by piece because I think what you're doing deserves to let the, let the light shine bright on all the different activities. Let's start off with the workshops. What can people learn at the workshops, and what are the ages? Sure. Well, the, uh, right now the adult, they're adult workshops because we're bringing in Paco de Andrea, who's one of the greatest dancers in Spain. And so he's going to teach a beginner-level workshop and a intermediate-level workshop on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. That's that's actually this weekend, Chris. So mm-hmm. Yes. Next week. That's right. Be there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, Friday starting September 30th, October 1st, and October 2nd. You might want to cut that. Um, anyway, so the uh, the festival events begin with a reception at Cafe Madrid on Monday, October 3rd. Um, all the guest artists will be here that day, and we will all go there for dinner. Um, when You're they talking about Cafe Madrid in the Bishop Arts District? Cafe Madrid is on Travis Walk over near Knox and Henderson. It's ah, that, yes, there we go. Over there. Oh, I got you, Knox Henderson. Yes, so they've been there forever, and they've supported our festival for, for decades. Um, we love them, and they uh, treat our artists wonderfully. So we go there when they arrive to give them a nice Texas Dallas welcome. So join us at Cafe Madrid. From 8 to 10, there will be dinner, and then there will be a, uh, there's entertainment by Helio Portales. We'll be singing and playing guitar during dinner, and then we will do a little pop-up performance at the end and a champagne toast to kick off the festival uh, that Monday, October 3rd. That is fantastic. Now, Mm -hmm. I know you've been putting a lot of work into this. How long have you been planning this? And plotting it up. And when I say planning it and plotting it up, I'm not talking about the vision. I'm talking about the <laughs> actual labor and the legwork because you don't just slap yeah. things together. You've had to get in touch with people, had to fly people oh, into yeah. the United States. You had to do all these different things. Right. Well, this show is actually, this is something that I've wanted to do my entire dance career. Um, Jorge Pardo, who is our guest, is the inventor of flamenco jazz. And he 
um, inspired a whole new genre of flamenco music back in the 90s, which is when I first heard his music, and I just fell in love with some of his compositions that I always wanted to choreograph and put on stage. And um, I finally got to meet him uh, many years ago, and we got to be friends. And so when I finally got some of the pieces together and the funding together, I contacted him back in uh, 2015 and said, Jorge, do you want to come to Dallas and let's do a show to your music? And he said, oh, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. So I started working on this uh, very focused. Uh, I did the first choreography in 2016 mm-hmm. and then started actively procuring the contracts in 2015. So it's over seven years in the making wow. actively planning this production. With COVID and all of that, uh, you know, stalled things, but that's, it, it turned out for the best because we've got an incredible cast of people that I scouted in my travels in Spain last year. And um, here they come to Dallas. We're super excited to present um, one of uh, Spain's youngest and brightest talents in flamenco jazz, Ricardo Garcia Ruby is a guitarist that has won numerous awards in in, in flamenco jazz. So he's coming to accompany Jorge. We have Mariano Mancella on the guitar and singing. We have Aroa Fernandez, who's also singing. She's coming from Madrid. And uh, Sol Largentinita, uh, she came in April. We talked about her. She's dancing. And Jorge Robledo is dancing. So we have an all-star cast of professional musicians and dancers that are going to be here starting that Monday and all throughout the week for all the events we have planned, um, all the way up to the grand finale, which will feature select students from my dance academy that have been training uh, for the last two years to be in some of these numbers. So it's going to be an exciting night at the Majestic Theater. That's uh, October 8th. This is just absolutely amazing. I don't know when you're going to catch your breath, but I want you to because you put so much effort into this. This is years in the making. When we were talking earlier, we talked about how flamenco is like a language. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Because people have heard about it. They've seen it in movies, and they might have seen it in person, but they're like, it's always an amazing form of art. And, And like you said, there's more to it than just art. It's like a language. Right. So we're going to have a really cool event. Tuesday, October 4th, is going to be a lecture demonstration at the Freeman Jazz Cafe in Deep Ellum. Oh, okay. We're going to, yeah. So that's from 7 to 10 p.m. It's only $10 at the door. And um, the whole group will be there explaining flamenco and how the dancers are part of the, of the, dan- of the music group, kind of like a jazz trio, the flamenco trio is the singer, the dancer, and the guitarist. So we'll demonstrate how the dancers communicate with the musicians and how the musicians follow the dancers and then how the dancers follow the musicians when it's their turn. And then we'll also be explaining the differences and similarities between flamenco and jazz. So that is going to be a wonderful event on uh, Tuesday, October 4th there at the Freeman that you can really get an in-depth understanding of, of flamenco and how it works as a musical genre. Let me tell you something. We're just so impressed to have you on the show because when it comes to flamenco here in the United States, you are one of the few experts that knows it inside out. And I have a question that you probably have not been asked of you before. The question is, what's the youngest age you've seen someone flamenco dance? And what's the oldest age? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a great question. I mean, in Spain, they start very young. So they're over there dancing. I was just there taking classes, and I was in the second row behind two girls that were probably six and seven or maybe seven or eight years old, very young, and they're dancing really well at that age. And uh, so, um, so yeah, I mean, I've seen people, I've seen videos of babies dancing at like probably three years old before they can even talk when they grow up with flamenco. It's just part of their blood and part of their heritage. Um, I also saw in Spain, one of my favorite dancers that I saw um, was a, uh, an older lady dancing in a cave in Granada. Wow. Um, he was actually the same cave where I discovered Paco de Andrea. There was a lady there um, named, um, oh gosh, her name's escaping me right now, but she was probably 80. My and, goodness. She uh, was fantastic. She had me in tears. Um, at the minute she stepped on the floor, she was just so powerful and so beautiful and so um, had so much pride and, and grace that um, it was extremely moving. This is, is for all ages. It's for all ages, and it's here in Dallas, and I cannot wait for all the different people to come and check it all out. Again, where can they find more information online? Uh, the best place is Oak Cliff Flamenco Festival on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, the tickets for the two ticketed shows are available on prekindle.com. So if you can search on there for flamenco, both shows will pop up. So you can go either Friday to the music show, which is, it's actually got a lot of dancing. It's kind of a tableau show in an intimate, small setting. Mm-hmm. And then the grand finale, it's a majestic, is a, is a huge theater production with eight dancers, no, I'm sorry, eight musicians and over a dozen dancers that will be at that performance to, to tell a story, which is, it's a, it's a love story. And um, it's going to be told through dance and music. And it's going to really illustrate the different types of flamenco songs that are out there and what they and what they mean sort of in a, in a person's lifetime, there's certain songs that, 
that, you know, the dance of happiness, um, the dance of death, um, and the romantic songs and things like that are all going to be represented. The party dance, Pulerias, will be represented in a party scene. And so you're going to really get at that show an, uh, a really in-depth view of all the varied dynamics of flamenco and the different types of songs and dances that make it up will represent um, probably 10 of the 50 different types of uh, songs and dances in that grand finale show. Fantastic. Julia Alcantara, thank you again for joining us. It's always a pleasure being with you. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for your interest in what we're doing. We can't wait to see you at the show. Most definitely. And joining us right now is Alejandra Reyes with the Marco Polo Foundation. And this weekend, in fact, today, it's the 13th annual Chinese Dragon Boat Kite and Lantern Festival on Lake Caroline in Irving. How are you doing, Alejandra? Long time no see. I know. I am doing wonderful, uh, Chris. How about you? I'm doing just fine. And there's a bunch of big activities going on at Lake Caroline today in Las Colinas in Irving. And I'm sad that I'm not going to be a part of it this year because I'm actually going to do some work with the Dallas Cowboys and the radio stations, and it happens to be on the same day. But we want to let everybody know what's going on if you want to get out and about, especially in the Las Colinas, Irving area. It's the chant. This is the Chinese Dragon Boat Festival. The Chinese Dragon Boat Festival, Kite and Lantern Festival, all kinds of people are there. Can you explain what the Dragon Boat races are all about? And then we'll go into the festival a little bit. Yes, absolutely. So dragon boating is an activity that's been around for many years, correct? Mm-hmm. And um, so the way that it's set up, we have 48 competing teams this year. Um, some of them will be city teams. Others are corporations. We will have three youth teams as well mm-hmm. uh, from different cities, you know, Grand Prairie, Richardson. Um, so this is going to be a fun-filled day. Um, so all these teams um, and everyone will arrive starting at 8.30 in the morning, and the festival will conclude at 6 p.m. It is absolutely amazing. It's a lot of fun. A lot of people have probably seen Chinese Dragon Boat racing on television or in the movies because it's an it's an ancient, I don't want to call it art, it's an ancient sport. It's something that's been going on for hundreds of years. And you brought it to um, uh, the uh, the Asian Pacific communities of North Texas, and it's been such a big hit for like 13 years, right? Yes, it has been. And, you know, a good thing about the sport, too, is it promotes athletic athletic development yes. in uh, team-building activities, you know, throughout the dragon boating. Um, I encourage people, you know, just to come out there, have a fun-filled day, enjoy the different activities. We will have performers uh, from um, all various countries. I think it's going to be over 110 performers. There will be uh, ethnic foods. Um, So it's just uh, kite, lantern-making, calligraphy, activities for all ages. Yes, for all ages. It's a family fun event. And what I remember most, I mean, like I said, I did it for six years, um, emceeing the races themselves, but it was all the other activities. Like you mentioned, the stages. They have have a giant stage, and you mentioned all the different performers. Can you talk about some of the different kinds of acts? Because I know that there's different acts, and, and the girls are all dressed up, and it's all ages. 
You know, they have different, uh, like I said, performers from all over the world. But then they will have like kung fu performers. They have Hawaiian dance and uh, Chinese harp. So um, it's just something for everyone to enjoy. Um, then you can have learn how to make a kite, learn how to make a lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, let me uh, see what else we have that will be all the different activities for the kids, the sampling different types of foods. And, and you know, I, I want to thank our community and our sponsors. Sure. Because without the, their help, we would not be... Um, able to set this up. You know, our mission is, you know, with the Marco Polo World Foundation is to promote intercultural understanding and acceptance of diversity in the community. So year after year, we have all these corporations, the city. Um, this year we have uh, Marriott Hotel um, and um, some other sponsors that are making this possible. You know what I was always impressed with? Not only the big turnout and you got such a diverse crowd of people that show up and the families and the kids and the adults, but also you have like the mayor of Irving there or different uh, civic leaders, not just from Irving, but from all over North Texas. And then you even have first responders there. I think a a group of firefighters from from Austin won one of the canoe races, one of the uh, Chinese dragon boat races. And, And then again, you just look at all the different trophies that you give out. And you get back to the kite, making the kites and the flying of the kites. I brought my kids for a couple of years when they were very, very young, and that's what they enjoyed most. Believe it or not, we enjoyed watching the races, but they enjoyed the kite flying. Could you talk about that just for a little bit? Because it seemed like there's there seemed like there's a hundred kites just flying all in the air, and it's just beautiful to watch. <laughs> yes, we have the, the kites, and we also have lanterns you know um year after year uh, we change it up a little bit like this year we will have different activities like um they will have a puppet show the kids mm-hmm. will learn how to make a kite um chinese riddles um and and it's just a majestic you know when you look at at everything you know from the boats the crowd of people the performers it's just a very dynamic lots of good energy uh people having a great time Okay, we're talking about the performers. We were talking about the dances, and we were talking about you know the the different groups out there. The music. You also have a lot of uh, musicians, and you also have music with the DJ. We do, and uh, sometimes we have a DJ close to. And I don't know if you remember uh, close to where all the uh, corporations, all the teams were set up. Mm-hmm. They will uh, make it just like a, a fun party, you know. <laughs> so everybody will be very ready to compete, and we'll have a DJ throughout the the time, um, and then we have performers on the stage as well. And you know the food. This is what's interesting. It's kind of like the State Fair of Texas, okay? Everybody goes to the fair, and they say, oh, I rode the rides, or I did this and did the activities, but the food was so amazing. The food at the Marco Polo Foundation, 13th Annual Chinese Dragon Boat Kite and Lantern Festival, is absolutely amazing. There's all kinds of Asian Pacific cuisine and more. Can you talk about some of the different foods and the the different countries and cultures that are represented with just the food alone? Because it's like walking in the fair. It is. 
You know, we, as you mentioned, we have some of the local restaurants within Las Colinas, but we also have um, Asian cuisine. Yes. You know, Thailand, Philippines, uh, Chinese, uh, you name it. <laughs> so there will be a little bit of, uh, of everything for, uh, for, you know, how we all have different tastes in food. So they can sample uh, different types of um, appetizers and really good stuff. What is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I like Thai food. But Me I too. To I'm very busy the day of the festival. I am just enjoying the day, and I get there at 6 in the morning, uh, and I am just uh, interacting with some of our media friends, with some of, uh, um, you know, performers, uh, take a little break and I go and sample and, and, and try different things as well. But yeah, I love Thai cuisine. What can I say? It's so funny <laughs> all, you say all, that. All Asian fusions. Yes, I, I I actually really, really love Thai food. I actually have been to Thailand. I've been to Bangkok, Mai Hong Song, and Chiang Mai. I've been all over Thailand just for a trip. I was there for like two weeks, and I fell in love with all of the food from Thailand, including glass noodles. I also like... I mean, I just love it all. I just absolutely love glass noodles. Are one of the my favorite spicy too. food. Yes, <laughs> I love the spicy food. So, so in particular, you say you like Thai food. Just tell us a little bit about the Thai food that you like. Oh wow! <laughs> I put so you on many. the spot. Yeah. Uh, yes, you did. But you know, I like Tom Ka, Tom Young, and, and sometimes we may have those at the, at the festival. Other times we won. It all depends. Mm-hmm. But I like the Tom Ka and Tom Young. The glass noodles are the glass noodle salad is delicious too. And um, but besides, you know, all the fun at the festival, something that is very important. And I want to relay this message to everyone is our organization, like yes. the Marco Polo World Foundation. Uh, this organization, you know, um, has been hosting this event for 13 years, but we also have some other programs. Uh, we have an internship program, um, and that takes place throughout the year. So we work with various local universities. Then we have a scholarship program. So I encourage all students from the Irving area to Go on our website, MarcoPoloWorldFoundation.org, and if they want to go ahead and submit an application, um, they submit their information for um, to apply, you know, for a scholarship. And the mm-hmm. day of the festival, we award uh, the scholarship. Um, we also have uh, the Dragon Boat Racing Club. So uh, this, um, and we have our website, which is dfwdragonboatracingclub.org. Uh, and this is for, um, you know, individuals or companies that may want to um, explore dragon boating. Um, yeah. And, and they can set up a day, you know, like you want to go have fun and you want to practice a, a new activity, a new outdoor activity on the water. So that will be something that they can do too. You know what's amazing about the dragon boat racing? The teamwork and the fact that everybody's rowing in, in unison and the paddles and and again it's it's a an exhilarating sport and any time a team places the third place second place or first place everybody gets so excited it's it's a great team building uh, process and I think a lot of that's why a lot of corporate organizations uh, enter teams because it brings companies together it's something that you know you can do on the side, and it brings a lot of organizations together. Am I wrong? 
said, no, you're not. They return year after year. And, and you know, dragon boat is, is, a, is a tough sport. Yeah, it is. Um, so the crews and all the participants, you know, they, they're master their patterns, um, patterns skills, correct? Mm-hmm. Because this is a whole body workout. It's great for strength, you know, cardiovascular fitness. So this is why we have uh, some participant teams year after year. So you were talking about some of the different things that the Marco Polo Foundation does and, and the opportunities to, to earn a scholarship and do some volunteer work. Uh, Year-round, what are some of those other things that, that the Marco Polo Foundation does? Because I know you're very proud of it. Because, and, and the festival, the uh, Chinese Dragon Boat and Lantern Festival, is the epitome, the biggest thing of the year. But I'm sure there's other, other things as well that you'd like to highlight. You know, we have cultural programs mm-hmm. throughout the year. Um, then the dragon boating is, is the other, the racing club is something mm-hmm. that we do throughout the year. Um, we, uh, we help the community. Sometimes we attend various types of events within um, school districts, you know, health fairs. Um, so this is uh, an organization that is active throughout the year. I'm a proud member uh, since 2013. Very nice. And I help with uh, public relations and media and um, we attend various events within Chambers of Commerce, uh, various types of um, local events. And, and if we can um, help, you know, during uh, something that has to do with the community, we are there to make a difference. Alejandra Reyes with the Marco Polo Foundation. So how did you become involved with them? And, and when did you first uh, realize that they were doing things here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? Tell us your journey. So I was invited uh, to become a member of the festival by a dear friend of mine, Mr. Makita, whom you may know yes. as well. Makita, he's a legend. Yes, absolutely. And um, I am a former radio uh, personality. I had a program that was just for to, to keep the community informed. This is years back. And Makita said, Alejandra, would you like to, uh, to become p- part of a unique and prestigious group? And I said, why not? And the more that I became involved and I got to know all about the foundation, the festival, the people, um, and the different activities that we do throughout the year, I just, uh, I love it. And, and I just, I have been helping, like I said, since 2013. This is so <laughs> interesting. An, it has been an amazing journey. Yes, I've got I, to meet a lot of unique people, too. I bet. Like yourself. Oh, <laughs> and amazing well, people. Yeah, let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I just throw myself on That's okay. But uh, all the different people you've met, I mean, it's I bet when you were, when you first talked to Makita, you were like, wow, this is a very interesting foundation. This is a very fun group. And then you thought what you could bring to the table. Is that is that what led you to it? It's like, okay, I have a skill in uh, radio, TV, and, and communications, and I think I can help. Or was it something else that, that made you want to be involved? Or was there something else that you said, you know what, I'd like to be involved with them because, you know, there's something else that I can do to help them? because of my skills and the other one you know uh, I support diversity mm-hmm. and, and like I said this is a type of organization that bring together individuals from all professional backgrounds all cultural backgrounds and, and it's just amazing what uh, unity can do it really is and the fact that you mentioned the different things and different events that you attend you get to meet so many diverse people so many interesting people that you would never even think live in Dallas Fort Worth right 
That is correct. So I encourage people to volunteer for the Marco Polo World Foundation. All they have to do is just visit our website, MarcoPoloWorldFoundation.org. And uh, I, I invite everyone to come out on Sunday and enjoy this gorgeous weather that mm-hmm. we have here in, in, in Texas. <laughs> and I hope to see you all there. Now, you mentioned COC. Everybody, see if you can, get out and enjoy the weather the, uh, to later today, this Sunday. Uh, so tell me this, because this has been a journey as well. The festival has had to be put on hold a couple of times because of the pandemic, the pandemic and, then, yeah. and then the flooding that happened a couple of years ago. Can you talk about how you guys had to overcome all of that? Because I I was always ready to do some more events, and then it was like, oh, no, not not something else. It Because it's normally held in May. Yes, that is right. And, you know, this year, um, because of the pandemic and everything else, uh, we just decided to hold off, you know, until uh, it is safe and it's okay for everybody to come out and, and enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, the outdoor activities and, and the festival type setup. So we just um, waited, you know, working behind the scenes, continue to um, to develop our programs and continue uh, to be part of the community by attending events and promoting our foundation and our festivals, uh, finally uh, setting up everything for the Dragon Boat Racing uh, Racing Club. And, um, and we decided just to host it for this month of October, um, which I wanted to mention something else too. You know, October is a month of uh, cancer awareness. And we yes. do have a... Um, a um, carnation ceremony mm-hmm. <laughs> for you know for cancer survivors. Sure. So our organization does different type of unique um, uh, ceremonies throughout you know the day. In the fact, festival. yes, in fact, there are different things that happen. It's like there's ti- there's a timeline of different yeah. activities throughout the day, and you mentioned the, the carnations and. There's, there's, because you guys are, are part of so many other organizations in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, you can go ahead and speak on some of those things that are going to be happening today. Um, so, um, you know, the first thing we have, uh, of course, we have the, um, let me take a look, just a minute. So we sure. have um, all the different the boat racing team, you know, they arrive and they check in first thing in the morning. Yes, as a matter um, of fact, they we, usually get there like you at 6 a.m. and then they start up at around 7.30 seven. and, and then every, by 8 o'clock. Setting up, yeah, setting up their tents and getting ready for a fun day. <laughs> it's really an adventure. It's it's something special. And and they put so much work and effort into it. It's like an amazing thing. It's like It's actually almost like going to the Olympics. It's like, wow, this is something special. And then it, you is also, a, it is large production. <laughs> it's a, yes, it's a very large production. That's why that, that year that, that, that it was flooding in May, I was like, oh, no, because the lake wasn't available that time. And you got to have the lake for the races. And then you mentioned all the different organizations that set up their tents for all the different foods. And then you also have, like you said, all the different demonstrations during the day, the different activities and, and the different award ceremonies. Go ahead and, and share that timeline. Um, you know, so um, everyone checks in, you know, 7 a.m., 7.45 is um, the time when the boat race team assembles and they line up everything. Um, the Dragon Boat races begin at 8 a.m. And, you know, from noontime uh, to 1 p.m., mm-hmm. 
we will have um, eye-dotting ceremony, then we have dragon boat races continue, we have a carnation ceremony, and in the afternoon time we have a costume parade. Oh, uh, yeah, wait also- a minute. Whoa, 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 let's slow down. That's one of <laughs> yes. my favorites as well. That's where everybody's all dressed up, and there's actually a dragon. Correct. The famous uh, uh, dragon dance that you, you see yes. at most of the events, you know, when they're celebrating the Chinese New Year. Yes. And we have the uh, Custom Dragon Drummer Competition. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but every um, dragon boat has a drummer. Right. And then we do a dragon drummer competition as well. <laughs> um, and the, the uh, award ceremony takes place at 5 o'clock p.m. Yes, I've been having the honor to give out a lot of the different championship trophies. And I'm telling you, everybody just goes crazy. All the different teams. It's just exciting. It's a fun, fun time. And I think after that, everybody's just like wiped out and go home, right? It's like, oh, <laughs> Ooh, what a just day. Wait for, just wait for the next year. <laughs> yes, you just wait for the next year. So so how long does it take? I mean, we mentioned uh, everybody arriving early. How long does it take to kind of everything unwise? Does it take a, an all night long or is it the next day when they clear things out? You know, um, some of the things are taken to days. <laughs> hmm. So, it, like I said, it is a um, it is a one day event, but it takes lots of preparation, lots of setting up, uh, the same as wrapping up. <laughs> you know, I, there's something else that I failed to mention because my kids love this part as well, and maybe it's going to be back for this year. I don't know. I'm going to ask you and cross my fingers. You have a petting zoo. You have animals, right? We do. I do little... not think we have it for this year. Oh, because <laughs> at one point you had the little ponies and goats, and it was we just used to, yeah. We yeah. did have the petting zoo. Yeah, it, it, there was just so many different things. I can't say it enough. It's a it's a very family orientated event, and you could bring kids of all ages. You could bring adults. You can bring elderly people as well. The kites are beautiful. You you take your cameras out and take plenty of pictures. Oh, and you know what? It's very artistic as well. I'm going to bring this up because one time I noticed that there was a member of the Trammell Crow family there, the Trammell Crow family who collect all the, the, the Chinese and Asian art at the Anatole Hotel. They were even there for the festival. You have all kinds of dignitaries. Oh, we do. And we, as, a, as you mentioned earlier on, we have um, mayors from various cities there attend. They are representatives. So our, our Congress, people from Congress, mm-hmm. um, then we have various consulates from, from various countries. <laughs> I mean, it's an amazing thing because it's a celebration, and it's the celebration, like you said, of diversity, and more importantly, specifically, it is the diversity from the Asian Pacific uh, community. Uh, can you talk about, you know, some of the different groups and organizations that may be highlighted from the uh Asian community who are in the North Texas area that are that are participating in this thing because I know you have representation from you know Korean Americans or uh, Japanese Americans, Chinese Americans, and I can go on and on. Uh, the Indonesian area. Yes, you know we have the um, general councils, you know, of China, 
um, Mexico, Japan, uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. We have um, people from Congress that attend, um, mayors from various cities, as I mentioned earlier on. And in all our different sponsors, you know, we have various corporations that, that participate too. It seems like there's a lot of corporations who are actually located in Irving, some of the big ones like Exxon and some of the big big banks. They're, they're always providing teams. They are not just uh, not just the corporations, but city as well. Firefighters, uh-huh. police department, as you know, um, and and those are just some of the um, the city teams that we have. City of Irvine. Yes, I mean, like I said, it's a fun, fun event. The weather's going to be spectacular today, so we want everybody to make sure they come out there. And it's absolutely free, right? It's free to attend. It is. It's free admission. And, and there should be plenty parking as well. Um, so we hope that everyone can join us. Um, it's just a, a fun day <laughs> for is, everyone. Is there a place where there's more information where people can find out everything they want to do before they even come out to Lake Caroline? Yes, absolutely. They can always go to dfwdragonboatfestival.com. Or they can visit MarcoPoloWorldFoundation.org, and they can find more details. And um, so I hope that everyone can join us. You know, and, we go ahead. Yes. I was going to say we've got to give major props to Miss Diana Wang because she is one of the organizers who's been doing this for a while. Can you tell us a little bit? Tell the world about Diana. She won't like to talk about herself, but can you talk about her <laughs> impact on this organization? Yes, uh, she is the chair and the founder of the Marco Polo World Foundation, and our organization was founded in 2007. Uh, so, you know, so she has done an amazing job. She's a wonderful person. Uh, she likes to contribute and, and help the community, and, and year after year, um, she just fits together an amazing group of professionals and individuals and volunteers uh, in order to make this possible. Are there any other uh, members of the Marco Polo Foundation that you want to give a shout-out to and and make sure everybody knows how much of the hard work they've been doing as well? Because now is a good time. Oh, I I just want to thank, again, you know, all of our sponsors, our our volunteers, you know, because we have um, over 35 volunteers um, every, every time this festival takes place. Um, So I just want to, to thank everyone, you know, for, for, uh, and for for many years of service for the committee members too. Yes, the committee members. You can say some of their names. Oh, the committee members. We have. Um, <laughs> oh, let me see. They have so many new names. Um, but we have. Well, you um, don't have that, to worry about the new names. You can talk about the ones <laughs> who've been doing the legwork for years. Oh wow. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and, and mention some of our um, our committee members here. We have. Uh, Sharon, Janine, uh, Young Lee, mm-hmm. we have um, um, Chow, Diana, as you know, the co-founder, um, Kelly, um, David, uh, Jessica, myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's a well-run organization. The event is spectacular. And, again, I highly recommend if you want to get out of the house on a beautiful day like today, please go to Lake Caroline and check out the 13th annual. It's the 13th annual Chinese Dragon Boat Kite and Lantern Festival at Lake Caroline 
right off of 114 in beautiful Las Colinas. It's absolutely free. A lot of people will be there. And Alejandra, I just hate that I can't be there. The Cowboys happen to be playing at the same time, so that's throwing me off. But thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for for your continued support as well. And have a um, wonderful rest of your day. You too. Until next time. (laughs) Most definitely. Thank you, Alejandra. I'm Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan, and thank you for joining me. Tune in next week as we focus on other organizations doing great things in our community right here on Better Living. So long, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.